Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan, and this is an untapped and vinyl. With Monk, I'm here. Monk is back. I'm back. And so, man, it's, uh, I'm excited. This past couple of episodes has been all about the boys. And, uh, guys, we didn't do a video today, but... I know. mean, you know what we look like. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't wear my best collared shirt today. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is, uh, well, it's, um, it's humid in Alabama. And so uh, we're hot, hot, hot. <laughs> Feeling hot, hot, hot. That's it. So, man, we got some catching up to do. Uh, we also got a lot of music to talk about. Indies only. There's a lot going on there. But first, let's start with a beer. Uh, we're drinking two. Starting with the Crowd Control Imperial IPA from Southern Prohibition. Um, as we've had this beer, I think, on the show before. We have. We've definitely had Southern Prohibition. Um, definitely, I think, the most solid brewery in the state of Mississippi. So um, pro, babe. Man, so pro. That's it. Yeah, I was trying to think. I was like, it's not SPB. Um, but yeah, and I like the versions of the, the different versions of Crowd Control that they have. They've got a, uh, a double. Um, a double dry hopped IPA or uh, crowd control. Mm-hmm. And they've also got a four times dry hopped, which I found over at Brewski's in Starkville, Mississippi. There you go. Fantastical. I mean, I paid like $18 for four beers. No, it was $21, $21 for four Jeez. beers, but it was so good, dude. It was so good, but uh, just a solid IPA, Imperial IPA, a whopping 8%. So four will do you just fine. Yeah, that's it. And then we'll get to the other one as we uh, get ready to get into it. I only had like a few of the crowd control left over, so we're starting on some uh, y- um, Wiseacre. Well, let's get to it. Okay. Let's, let's jump it. right into where we were. We're talking about the state of alternative music. So All 1017 has only been an alternative station for three years? Two and a half years, I think now. Yeah. And so while we were outside before we got started, as I made the remark that uh, even the type of music that Alt 1017 has played has changed quickly over a two and a half year span. Yes. And I don't think it has anything to do with Alt 1017. I think it's just the way that the, the, the alternative, alternative music has changed. And um, which brought to mind because you had made a comment and you were talking with um, Fuzzy. Uh, no, uh, was it? No, from uh, St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Oh, yeah, Chad Fisher. Chad Fisher, Trombone Dollars on the Instas. Yeah. Um, Follow that. Good yeah, you were, you were talking to him and he had made mention about how. What was it? He never appreciated. It's never been so. Um, oh, it, it was put so perfectly. It's never been so. He's never been so aware of a time when Jimi Hendrix was not appreciated. Yeah, in, in that regard. Yeah, and then you made the comment following that up about everything turning to synthesizers, mm-hmm. and and I notice with doing indies only every week um, that. There's a lot of drum machines involved now. I mean, if Travis Barker's not backing them up, there's a lot of drum machines, you know? Um, And I think we've kind of seen that, and we've talked about this before, like there was a point, and I've always made mention that 
Creed ruined rock and roll because when Creed came out, every band after that sounded like Creed. Mm-hmm. And then you had a point where I said that the you know I'm a, a fan, but the Killers ruined alternative music because at the time when the Killers came out, everything following that sounded exactly like the killers and that's when the alternative stations started dying all around the country not saying it was brandon flowers and the killers fault more so have a record label push because it became kind of boring because every band sounded the damn same that's right it's it's that it's not blaming the killers i have respect for brandon flowers and the killers too i like their music uh, but it's that music industry it's that big cog and it's like all these labels is like you want to make it sound like this yeah exactly and that's what they're looking for and i think now and you hit the nail on the head when you said 21 pilots mm-hmm. you know you think about ajr alt j all these bands starting to sound just like 21 pilots that are coming out now so the face of alternative music based on industry push has changed dramatically and Alt 1017, to keep with the times, we just change just like every other alternative station does, see, you know. And that's why I appreciate doing a show like, um, and I listen to the station nonstop, mm-hmm. but I'd love to do Indies Only because it gives me a chance to kind of branch out. And that's what I try to do in the show. I don't want, like I have told, uh, you know, independent promoters and record reps before, look, um, it's a little too poppy. I don't want it to sound exactly like the radio station. I want my show to sound a little different. You know? Right. And that, that's like when when you have, to me, alternative, when I define alternative rock, that is alternative to mainstream. Sure. That is the way I always defined it. I yes. thought Rise Against. I, you know, a lot of punk rock would fall under mm-hmm. the envelope. And then, like, The Killers is a perfect example of alternative. But, like, when everything shifts toward pop like 21 pilots in my opinion that's alternative pop rock sure and it got you it's almost not even rock billy eilish is not rock no i mean yeah so then we can get into the argument of why um nwa and madonna are in the rock and roll hall of fame that's you know i mean valid because the way it was explained to me through another artist that i saw speak rock and roll is an attitude and Madonna and NWA brought that attitude with them whenever they were doing their music. I don't really subscribe to that philosophy necessarily, you know. I mean, to put uh, NWA in a rap or hip-hop hall of fame, perfect. I understand their contribution to music. Fantastic, and I love them. I always yeah. have. I could sing every word to the Straight out of Compton record, you know. Because, <laughs> I mean, when that shit came out, man, that was my shit. That's what I did. But I mean, um, it was one of those albums that, uh, you know, it's, I love one of my favorite. It's probably my favorite Weezer song is Heart Songs. Yeah. When Weezer goes into 1991 with an album with a naked baby on it, it's talking about Nirvana. Mm-hmm. And it said that uh, it, broke the, it broke the chains that was on my soul. It's yeah. like there's something about... NWA or even Madonna or even what Kurt Cobain accomplished with Kurt with Nirvana is yeah. like it or not, it totally changed the face of music. Sure, definitely. Elvis changed the face of music. Absolutely. You know, Jerry Johnny Lee Cash. Lewis, Johnny Cash. You know, um, and you know, and I don't think we're gonna have that kind of. And this is just totally a tangent and. and we could talk about this some other time, but I mean, we're not going to have that, I think, again in our lifetime, probably. Okay. I mean, I think Nirvana was the last time in our lifetime we saw that happen. Well, as I mean, far as somebody shaking the freaking world. 
Um, I just don't think it's going to. It's just, man, that just, it's, I don't know, but though, if you look like between Elvis and say, you know, Madonna and NWA and then Nirvana, I mean, it's only been like 10, 12 years. Yeah. So maybe we will have something. I don't know what they could do to rock well, it. You know what I mean? You know, it's that, it's that old saying, there's nothing new under the sun. And like the latest thing that I've been hearing in like songwriting circles that I'm in and is, you know, good luck being completely original. I mean, there's not a chord that hasn't been played at this yeah, but point. But that that could have been said back in the the fifties, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're still doing the thing, right? Yep, yep. I mean, because how original can you be at this point? You right. know, you're just you just got to take the chords that have been given to you and make them sound a little different than the guy before you. You that's, know, that's just and it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So, man, just <laughs> hopping off the rabbit trail, just back to uh, all one hundred one seven and alternative and indies only with your show is it's an opportunity to and it goes back to trombone dollars comments is it's an opportunity to not sound like the station yeah but i mean you were mentioning it's it's kind of hard it to gets, do without gets, drum machines and synthesizers it gets and, hard you know from time to time but i also too realize that i'm not programming the show for and that was something i had to get over for the first couple months if you go back and listen what was it 2018 when i started the show august of 2018 um, you go back and listen to that show, August of 2019, sorry. Um, like, I was programming it the way I thought it should sound. I wasn't programming it to the people that I thought was, were listening to the show. And then I had to realize that I've got this this certain group of people who listen to Alt 1017. So when they cut it on to Indies Only... Um, I want them to stick around, so occasionally I got to throw them one of those bones. Throw a bone, yeah. You know, I got to throw them that, I don't know how, but they found me new track that we're not playing in regular rotation. You know, I can't set them off, you know, right off the bat with Cedric Burnside, you know. And it was so cool the other day. I had one record rep that I've been friends with for years when when Indies Only was a thing back on Z100.5. Um, he made a comment. He was like, man, your show is the most refreshing show I get a playlist for every week because you have no boundaries. Because I was, I started playing that new Cedric Burnside song and I'll play the new Black Keys stuff and I'll, you know, I'll go off the rails. I'm playing that song Skelly's by Up Dog, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll throw in that crazy stuff that's like, oh shit, he's, what, <laughs> what, Am I the, you know, I mean, because Indies Only is what it is. It's independent and unsigned artist. It's not a certain sound. You know, even though I try to keep it from not skewing too pop, I mean, it, it you know, I, I've got to throw everything in there at some point. It's a mixing pot, you mm-hmm. know. Absolutely. And just like Cedric Burnside, I mean, there, there is so much new music to talk about. But uh, Brother played some blues yes. on Indies Only. Started, yes. out, started out hot out the cannon. Now, this ain't indie or unsigned, but came out firing with the new Black Keys. Yes, man, that new Black Keys record. I'll go ahead and say it. So Delta far, Cream. So far this year, Delta Cream and uh, the new one from Cedric Burnside, my two favorite records of 2021. Cedric Burnside, that, uh, it slaps, man. It's good stuff. Yeah, I forget what the damn name of it I, is. I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> Sorry, Cedric. And, and, and what's crazy is, like, I was just, like, spending time with that album today. Yeah. Like, I, I physically have seen the name of it. You yeah, know? yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, well, let me just go ahead and pull that, yeah, that bad boy out real like, quick. Like, why so you find that out is, like, that Delta Cream album is, like, if you like that, you'll like Groove Johnson. Yep. Yeah, I saw them guys over at uh, at Munson's. It's that same nasty. It's, it's nasty. It's nasty blues, you know. I be trying. 
is the name of the new Cedric Burnside record out on Single Lock out of Florence, Alabama. And I love what he's doing with it. It's like he's doing a damn good job of getting it in those independent record stores. He's doing a good job of keeping the hill Mississippi Hill Country Blues alive. Roll tied to that. Roll tied. <laughs> to a Mississippi Blues thing, we say roll tied, but it's where we that's the way we roll. Mm-hmm. Well, man, let's uh, let's just talk about like just uh, with the last Indies Only playlist. I mean, it was a hell of a set, and I mean, my remarks was you did a damn good job of getting me caught back up because. I'm a little out of touch uh, when it comes to new music lately. Like recently joined the Groove Johnson. I've been playing with those guys. And like I'm not so much doing a whole lot of research on the music side right now because I don't have as much time. And so like when you sent that list, that was refreshing as hell. It was like Monk just did a whole lot of homework for me. (laughs) Well, I mean, I hope other people say that about the show, man, because that's (laughs) that's my passion. Yeah. You know, I mean, when there was a point whenever I – when I left the radio station, I quit for a little while, um, was not doing radio, um, because I had to kind of get my yin and yang back in order. And, you know, I got a call from Meg Summers saying, hey, um, you want to come back and help us on the weekends? I'm like, yeah. She's like, what do you think about doing a specialty show? I was like, oh, can I bring back Indies Only? She's like, hell yeah. Mm. So, I mean, that, I mean, I would do that even if I didn't have my every night shift from from 8 to midnight on Alt 1017, you know? Because I just, I mean, that's my passion. I love it. I love talking with these artists. I love promoting. It's just like, I think, probably the same feeling you get out of doing this podcast. That's what I get out of, I mean, and I don't talk to these musicians. We don't do interviews and things like that. No, I just behind, email it's, it's, with yeah, them. Yeah, it's behind the scenes. Or, yeah, or we're, we're communicating through uh, through Social media. you know? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, to be able to put this stuff out, you know, from this band from the UK that's unsigned, you know, like I had a band this past week called Murmurs, put out a fantastic song, sent me the one song, was like, hey, let us know what you think. And I was like, I love it. I'm planning on the show this week, you know, good stuff. And I just, I love that. I mean, I, I search for that. I mean, at the end of the year, when I look at my, and I know I shouldn't say this because I'm in radio. But when I look at my Spotify year-end wrap-up, mm-hmm. last year I had 9,800 and whatever, 37 new artists listened to. You know, <laughs> I love that because it just I crave it. I want to hear everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, what's me. out there? Yeah, that's, that's exactly. exactly it. Is like I'm and I, I rock it on the back of my uh, truck on the back glass, and I have the hat. Is I am I'm over your pop country and I'm over your pop music and I'm over mainstream. It's like give me something new. Yeah, pop country's for posers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. www. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Join uh, be an Alabama astronaut with me and uh, support uh, one of the greatest folk artists and songwriters that we have in the state of Alabama and the creator of the artwork for the vinyl. The vinyl the that is coming vinyl. out. Yes, which I haven't had a chance to look at that artwork. Yeah. I'll do so tonight. I ended up not going to get my computer last night. But also, too, August of 2022, Abe Partridge will be showing his artwork in Columbus, Mississippi at the Columbus Arts Council. And his opening night, which I think is August 3rd, he will be performing in the uh, theater upstairs. You'll put him in Nova? Yep. Yeah, when I, I was... Uh... I was down. I stayed in Foley uh, for the four. If I go down to Mobile or I Foley, love Foley. It's a beautiful uh, little town. One of my best friends, uh, he lives down there now. And so um, every 4th of July, I go down to Mobile. But um, I, the guy I usually stay with in Mobile, his life changed a little bit, so he couldn't 
I couldn't stay with him, so I yeah. called Sid and I was like, "Hey, I want to come to Foley." And so on my way out, I stopped by Abe's house on the way back to pick up the artwork for the album and just to catch up and see what he's been up to. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't talk about that, um, but uh, Abe has got a lot of awesome things coming out. A lot of irons in the fire. A lot of irons in the fire. So uh, guys, be be paying attention to what is uh, Abe Partridge is doing in the upcoming year and possibly later this year. Uh, one thing I can talk about is him and Early James recorded an album together. Oh, shit. That's going to be so <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And I remember right here in my living room, um, we, you got you and um, and and James were doing uh, trying to do Abe Partridge's voice and accent. <laughs> yeah. And you were so off on it. Oh, I was sucked at it. But, man, sucked when James it. did it, it was spot on. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> So go back and listen to that episode of Porch Talk. Yeah, that was that would be here uh, in Columbus. Yeah, the uh, the second time that uh, Early's been here on the show. Yeah, but uh, man, just just about that vinyl. Um, I'm, I'm working, and you you reference it. I'm working so hard to make everything right. Like I w- I want to make sure that the artwork comes out right. I want to make sure the spine turns out right. The label on the records right. Um, Sean Bryan, shout out. He did all the mastering. Um, Abe, um, I, I was looking for a master. I asked Abe who he used. He's like, use Sean. And I'm telling you, every night when I get home, I listen to the Porch Talk vinyl. And I was like... It, and you've got a press copy or a, uh, what's it it's, a it's, test press? It, no, not oh. yet. No, it, nothing's been sent off. Okay. <clears throat> um, it's just here on the laptop. Like, it what Sean sent back. And there, there's like, you'll sit there with your arms folded and right when it's over, you'll be like, that was fun. Yeah. And then the next song comes on, you know, it's just, and the whole thing is a story. Yeah. It's like, uh, I can't wait till it's out and I'm sitting with a friend and we, we listen to this record and be like, each song that comes on, I can tell you exactly where I was when it was recorded. Yeah. And I, you know, I was like, I'll never forget this, you know? And granted, I didn't record every song on the album, but um, most of the songs I did record myself. And uh, Sean Brown. So it's songs right. from? It's songs the, from Porch Talk. Oh, awesome, awesome. That's right. So what, what song did Taylor put on there, Do Right? Do Right. Yeah. Uh, that, that was Is that the studio version or his version? No, no. That is a special acoustic Porch Talk cut. Hell yeah. See, so, I've not even heard this yet. You want to listen when we get down here? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's dope. And uh, Will Stewart, uh, he shared a track. Uh, that he never it, it never fit the album it was that song he always wanted to put out but it was never you know it just never worked yeah and so uh, he's happy about finally getting it out oh cool and then Black Flag T-Shirt Lament by A. Partridge and you know the list oh, goes oh god man out. see that's the one song I can't find that's why it's on the album yes yes I cannot find that song and I keep trying to tell my fiance I'm like there's a great version of it on YouTube is there? Think, okay, yeah. well, I'll have to go to YouTube. Because at one point, I think you, you emailed it to me or something. Mm-hmm. I don't think I had it on CD because I've got some of his CDs that he sent back whenever you were down there one time. But, man, uh, and like since we're talking about Abe, please, if you're listening to this podcast, go to wherever you consume your music and look for Abe Partridge doing a cover of Nirvana's Dumb. <laughs> oh, I my think, God. Because that's one of my favorite Nirvana songs. But man, the way just his accent and his delivery and everything about it, man, just like 
I mean, I just, I just want to like put my arm around the dude, you know, like, and while he sings and just go, it's going to be all right, man, you know. <laughs> I think I'm dumb. It is so, I think I'm dumb. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. It's so amazing. One of the best, one of my favorite covers ever. <laughs> That's just it. Well, man, uh, just, just within my wheelhouse, um, the Red Clay Strays are back out on the road. Uh, mm-hmm. Taylor Honeycutt. B.B. Palmer, they're back out on the road. They're all over the place. Yeah. Uh, they were in Avondale this past Sunday. I had a flat on my truck, so I couldn't go. Damn. But, um, I was really hoping to see them. And so um, all the bands that you're familiar with, if you if you listen to Porch Talk, those guys are out on the road, so you can go see them. But I want to run through the Indies Only playlist just to give everybody a catch-up because that's one thing I want to do a better job of is, man, what what's out there? What's new? Um, well, of course, the aforementioned uh, Delta Cream record from the Black Keys. Cedric Burns. Um, Courtney Barnett has a new song out that's phenomenal. I'm looking forward. Like, I think I kind of go in and out on this new Metallica thing that's coming out um, called The Blacklist. It it references that my, my least favorite Metallica record, The Black Record. Mm-hmm. So that's the one where you know they stopped using double bass and kind of toned it down a little bit, you know. But there are some songs on there that really got me excited, like "Off," which is Keith Morris, who originally sung for Black Flag. He was in the Circle Jerks. "Off" does a cover of uh, "Holier Than Thou," that's pretty phenomenal. Um, Squirrel Flower does a song on there. Um, Jason, who's coming to? Who's she's coming? Sunstroke in August House. To Sunstroke House. Um, Jason Isbell in the 400 unit does a fucking smoking, almost country version of Sad But True, um, which I really dig. So I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of iffy about if I'm going to love that record. I know St. Vincent does. It's basically like four or five artists doing each song. Mm-hmm. So you'll get like four or five versions of Sad But True, four or five versions of um, Nothing Else Matters and stuff. Man, there was this, I don't know if they still do it, but it was something that, I think it ran back in like 2017, and forgive me on the date, it's on YouTube, but it's called Like a Version. And so there would be a list. Like a version? Like a version. Okay. And so there would be a list of songs. And so, and then they would get a. Keep going, yeah. I'm, I'm, and they, they would get a. Uh, people who would not cover that type of music. Like, are you familiar with The Strokes? Oh, yes, most definitely. Reptilia? Yes. You, know, yes. you familiar with that song? Um, no. Uh-huh. Chris Thiele. Punch Brothers? Yes. Oh, they yes. Co- they cover the strokes. It's like bluegrass cover strokes. You see what I'm saying? Like a version. What I was listening to at work today, check out um, Chris Thiele covers Dead Leaves in the Dirty Ground by the White Stripes. <laughs> oh, I bet that is Fucking sick. Phenomenal. <laughs> so, and if you're unfamiliar with Chris Thiele, please do he, yourself. He originally a favor. started out in. It's too peaceful of a chick, right? Yeah, it was. It's a it's a brother and sister. Um, oh my gosh, I saw him live at the Jupiter, and uh, the first song they ever had was called "The Lighthouse." <laughs> Damn it! They're a bluegrass band. Um, Chris Thiele. All right, now I got to go look for Chris Thiele here and see where the hell he got his start. What the hell is the name of that band, dude? It's something to do with like a creek, Nickel Creek. Nickel Creek. There you go. Yes, thank you. But man, he does such a great version of of Dead Leaves in the Dirty Ground, and it's not slow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of uh, 
Chris Thiele. I was uh I didn't find I found Punch Brothers uh and then I had to walk it back to Nickel Creek and just do a whole Oh wow, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's how late to the game I was on him. Yeah, cuz he did um he did some solo stuff in between Nickel Creek and Punch Brothers. I found that I found him because of uh NPR Tiny Desk. Really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. If it wasn't for that I wouldn't have, I would have no idea who he was. Okay, I got to cut my volume down. Well, my volume's already down. So But there's this as you were talking about covers the Oh, no. We don't need to hear the... Here's a free ad for you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, there was this There's this thing called the, the AV Club, um, and you could look. It's called Undercover. It was done back in 2012, but um, it's kind of like what you were talking about. You had all these different artists get together, and they just covered songs in this round room and wrote their names on the walls. And what's and crazy about that list? Yeah, it was first come, first serve. Yes, exactly. So it's like you, you better get there quick and pick out what yes. song you want to do, or you might be left with something you don't want. Because Lucero covered um, "Modern Love" by David Bowie. Phenomenal. Whoa. Guar. Did they paint the face? Yeah, Guar covers "Carry On My Wayward Son" what? by Kansas. It is. Fucking phenomenal. <laughs> yes. So look up Guar, Carry On My Wayward Son, and um, uh, Modern Love by Lucero. It's phenomenal. It's all on YouTube. Oh, that's it's, sick. Yeah, it's freaking amazing. We're sitting here talking about covers, but I don't care. I'm having a good time over here. That's it. I'm on my second beer. You on your second beer? We need to talk about this. Uh, adjective animal. Adjective animal. I, was, uh, I had already been partaking in the adult beverages one time. I was up in Memphis. And I walked in this place called The Vault, um, right down from the uh, the arcade restaurant. Um, I walked in there, and I'm like, let me get an adjective animal. <laughs> and the woman kind of smiles at me. What's she that? Goes, and I was just drinking, you know. I was like, adjective animal. And she goes, adjective animal? And I'm like, ah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Give me, yeah. Sorry, give me one of those. So a like whopping eight point six percent. Eight point six. So, so we're we're hopping up our yes, game. Yes, this is a Wiseacre out of Memphis, Tennessee. Wiseacre does good by me, man. Memphis, Tennessee. They say it like Ben from Lucero. There you go. <laughs> I've been working on my, I've been working on my um, my Ben from Lucero. It was really kind of cool. I was at this uh, uh, Bourbon and Beyond festival uh, back in twenty nineteen, September twenty nineteen in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And like as the day was getting started, we got there early in the morning, first day or second day, and they kept playing these like um, um, commercials on the screen. And then like they'd play like two or three minutes worth of commercials and then they would cut and go to music. But it was the same loop of the same commercials and the same music. Mm-hmm. You know, they were playing Blackberry Smokes, um, you know, what that like a Thunder song, like Thunder song or whatever. Um, and then... They had a Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey, which was weird because we're in Kentucky, but Jack Daniels was the biggest sponsor of this yeah, bourbon and beyond festival. I was about to say, Kentucky's all about bourbon. They yeah, are. but they had the biggest damn tent. <laughs> I drank me 1,800 of them damn uh, frozen Jack Daniels, frozen Jack and Cokes. You gotta love the hangover. Was, yeah, oh, you gotta love the amount of money I spent at that damn thing. But there was a commercial on there because for a very short period of time, Ben from Lucero was the voice of the Jack Daniels commercials. Yeah. And you go, Lynchburg, Tennessee. <laughs> Every time. I'm like, Lynchburg, Tennessee. You got it there. I can hear him saying yeah. it, you know. I'm fucking dude, I like <laughs> I've got Lucero tattooed on my damn arm. I've met Ben like ten yeah. times. So what times. other band do you like besides Lucero? The doors. <laughs> I'm just like what when, when he met you. When he saw the star. Oh, no. That was Brian Venable. I was sitting oh. at a table with Brian Venable. 
And he goes, so um, what other band do you like? I mean, other than Lucero. Because he was looking at my arm and I had the, the L with a star around it tattooed. And like I was like, well, I, I really like. And I started pulling my sleeve down to my, my hoodie that I had on. I was like, I really like Sarah Shook and the Disarmers. Who is that? And I said, Sarah Shook and the Disarmers. He goes, I'm fucking deaf, man. What are you saying? I said, Sarah Shook and the Disarmers. And then his uh, tour manager leaned in and goes, what did you say? I said, Sarah Shook and the Disarmers. Because they were looking for a band to go out on tour with them. Yeah. And so I was like, man, that'd be a freaking band. So I texted Sarah, and I was like, hey, I just mentioned to Brian Venable. She was like, oh, my God, that would be so amazing if we could go on tour with them. And that was it. I lost her number. Did you then? Probably has been changed since then. Possibly. I don't know. Well, say, let's say as we drink beer, I want to say congratulations. Two years sober for her now. Is that what it was, two? <laughs> two years now. Two yeah, years sober. Right. Yeah, I guess I got shit face with her one of the last times she ever got shit that's faced. it man y'all were drinking jack straight weren't you jack straight doing a <laughs> podcast couldn't use but half of it because of... <laughs> she was pretty awesome man yeah. she's pretty cool yeah she's wild i had a man. chance to uh jamie nettles and i from sunstroke house hung out with her up in uh oxford mm-hmm. at uh, proud larry's one night. i remember that night she was yeah. kind of disappointed about the turnout dude there was like five people there including Jamie and myself and the band before them canceled. So they had to do two sets. Oh yeah. Yeah. So she really wasn't that happy about that. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I, either, I can imagine. So man, I think I play two 45 minute sets. Well, dude, I want to take a little blues break. Is, All right, uh, then. Man, I want to, I want to tell you about, uh, the yes, ben, tell me about the Bentonia. Bentonia blues festival. And so, uh, it was my first time to ever go. And can I set it up to say that I told you I would go with you to the show? We set everything up, planned everything. Then all of a sudden, Matt Patton of mm-hmm. Drive-By Trucker Dexatines fame uh, sends me a message. Hey, got the uh, great dying coming to Columbus. Uh, can you support them on this date at the Columbus Arts Council? I said, okay, sure. Got to build the relationship. Then I realized, fuck. Can't go to Ben. Then I realized the next day is our third Saturday, which ended up getting rained out. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. And so speaking of that, it's like I already knew that I I'd set it up like with uh, Gilbert Val, who's been so kind to Porch Talk, and like uh, he's a big reason why um, I know Jimmy Duck, why Jimmy Duck has been on the show, mm-hmm. and why uh, I continue to be able to use the Blue Front as a place to record and also a place to play. Um, and we are two weeks out from Bentonia Blues Festival, and I get a message from Philip Sable. He's the you know, it's Philip Sable and Matt Mason. They are the Groove Johnson. Mm-hmm. They're both trained by Jimmy, Jimmy Duck Holmes. And I've had two blues lessons from uh, Jimmy at this time. And I get a, a Facebook message from Philip asking if I joined the band. And then I was like, well, hell yeah. That's pretty amazing. And uh, he was like, by the way, after I agree, he said, by the way, in two weeks we're playing the Bentonia Blues Festival, and you're already going to be there, so why don't you just hop up on stage and do it? And, <laughs> no pressure. And, and something that, like, Philip and I both say is uh, grow up. Like, anytime, like, a musician wants an opportunity, or anytime you're at work and someone's looking for an opportunity, you see a chance, it's time to grow. Mm-hmm. Grow up. Sure, sure. And so it was like, you want to wear them pants? Wear them pants. And so two weeks out, you want to play the blue tunnel? You want to play the blue? Yes, I do. <laughs> All right, well, we got time for maybe one practice between. You go with that? Yeah. What instrument am I playing? 
What instrument you want to play? What instruments do you play other than guitar? I play a little keys and bass. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I could have figured bass probably come hand in hand with the guitar. I don't yeah, know. They do. And so I was like, let me play bass. Let me play bass. Because at that time, it's like with uh, Groove Johnson, is like Philip's guitar work is fairly phenomenal. If you ever listen to. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just hoping you would stop at the end of your. I'm going to move that. Oh, I've hit it twice now. Okay. Hey, we got a mascot come in. Oh no! So we got to talk about that eventually. We got some new. Uh, we got some new mascots here. We'll okay. get to that after the story. Uh, and so uh, I was like, "Man, let me play bass because with Philip is um, phenomenal guitar work. I don't have anything to add guitar wise to what he's doing, and I'd like to play at a different frequency." Yeah. And so if if I if I play the the bass, uh, that gives me room. And it gives him room, and like I can play with Matt, the drummer, and like mm-hmm. I mean, we can get a whole vibe going. And sure, groove Johnson. Yeah, and uh, we have played three shows together. The one here in Columbus got canceled. I hope it gets rescheduled. We were supposed to play the third Saturday, mm-hmm. and it got rained out. Typical. Well, maybe you could play before or after Taylor Hollingsworth on August twenty first. He's, he's playing down at Munson's. Would love to do that. Is that cool? Did we clear that with Jamie? Huh? Is that clear with Jamie? Not with, ja- not with Jamie. Because like that was one thing that she Jamie's- asked. Yeah, it's like Taylor's my boy. Don't book him anywhere in Columbus because that breaks the rule. Then he can't play at the house. Oh no, it's okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll make it so. I didn't know she said that. She didn't tell me that. She, she told me that. Okay. Because I like right when like Munson started booking, it was like, oh y'all want to book some bands? Yeah. <laughs> y'all want to bring some hitters? Yeah. Well, I told her I would never book um, Taylor at. Columbus Arts Council. Yeah, no. and, I, and I told her I'd never book him at Munson's. But I, I don't do the booking, oh, well, but I, I told him I'd never recommend it. Yeah. Just for yeah. that reason. Well, he's going to be there for showing his art. Yeah. So I was just like, hey, there's an opportunity to play. Yeah, I might as well. make a day of it, you know. And I'll, I'll play solo for that if the Groove Johnson can't make it. Yeah. I, I'd, I'm, I'm I've got some the, new material. That's all Lance. That's not on me. Yeah. But anyway, is uh, so we're two weeks out. We have a, a short little practice, and – uh, I'm excited because I'm literally going to be standing on the porch of the Bluefront Cafe. I was only going to cover this as a podcaster. Mm-hmm. Like I was going to be interviewing, and I got six interviews out of it. You'll have to check the podcast episode. I think six. I was supposed to get a lot more than that, but it's Mississippi, and it's hot. And in the back, <laughs> in the, back of the Bluefront Cafe, it's boiling hot. We got a little air conditioner that Jimmy gave me kind of keep the room cool yeah but it's real noisy and so like i tried to do most of the recording um in the mornings or late at night yeah and so like uh, i mi- <laughs> i missed a lot of the bands yeah uh because like nick wade went on after the groove johnson did and uh and i caught him right after and it was about i don't know about four thirty, five o'clock in the afternoon mm-hmm. and buddy in that back room. Oh, I can't imagine. Oh, and and <laughs> oh, <laughs> and and just just got done playing and go back to this hot room. You're like, nah, man. Yeah. And so, like, that's a short interview. That's like a 15 minute. Cause, I, dude, we didn't need to spend any more time back there. You know what I'm saying? It's hot. It is hot. And so that that's really the the case of a lot of those interviews. You'll see, like, some of them stretched to 30 or 40, and then most of them was kept like, let's do it real quick in 15. But it was such an honor. Uh, to one, 
be at the Bentonia Blues Festival yeah. to play it and to cover it. It was awesome, like man. cross all three off the list, right? Yeah. And so in September, we'll be celebrating the 53rd birthday of the Blue Front Cafe wow, being crazy. in existence. There'll be a festival. And one thing that happened that has never happened in the past, R.L. Boyce, Lightning Malcolm, and Jimmy Duck Holmes shared the stage the final night of the Blue Front Cafe, Saturday night. And it was... It's been photographed, it's been videoed, but being there is nothing that can replace that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Is there more cat action? Guys, we got, we, all right, it's time to introduce the new mascots. Yes. Okay. Um, If you follow me on Instagram at Monk on the Radio, um, you'll notice that, uh, because we do the, the, the untapped and vinyl typically, if we're not on location, we always make a point to tell you where we are, but... We do it at my apartment um, years ago, or not even a year ago now. Um, Sushi was kind of the uh, porch talk mascot. That was my cat. And yeah, previous episodes, every now and then you'd hear a little yeah, purr. Yeah, or she'd run up and jump on the microphone or whatever. But now I have two new kittens, my fiance and I do. Um, we've got a. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. A yellow and white um, cat named Elvis. And we've got another tortoise shell like sushi was her name is memphis marie and they are jumping all over the oh, table digging here <laughs> I'm, I'm for it man I am yeah for it. look at them they're so curious yeah yeah this is the craziest thing to think that like this is the first time they've ever seen a mic stand you know the first time they've ever seen headphones yeah i mean they've seen my little buds that i use when yeah, i yeah, do my yeah. you know radio stuff sometimes remotely but yeah oh they're so curious they love a computer boy yeah <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Like, I'll erase, erase four million eyes because they've stepped on the eye for ten minutes, you know. I'm telling you. <laughs> but man, I mean, I really wish I could have been down there with you in Bentonia. Um, I look forward to traveling down there with you at some point. Have you got? You got to. I mean, uh, see some stuff. Um, I was, and I'll introduce you to Jimmy, and that's about as far as it goes because, like, even though like me and Jimmy are <laughs> we're kind of building a relationship, yeah, but. I can probably count, I've said less than, well, not counting the interview. Yeah. Less than 100 words to him. Yeah. What do you say to a man like that that he hasn't heard? You see what I'm saying? You you know, I mean, I had the opportunity before he passed away to interview Leo Bud Welch up up uh, at the Blue Canoe. And I really... Adam... Morgan, if you're out there, love what you do at the Blue Canoe, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool it's Pizza cool V spot. Taco. Um, oh, was he on that as well? Yeah, that's his thing. I've not been there yet. You got to go, go, dude. There. It's great. You got to go. You and Pizza Sheila. You and Sheila. Yeah, Shit. you and Sheila are to go. Um, but I had the chance to, to interview Leo Bud Welch um, like two or three months before he passed away. And it was just. Uh, like, I don't, I mean, I didn't really, like, you know so fucking much. You know way more than me. It's like, I just wanted, like, tell me what you know, you know? I mean, that's kind of what I wanted to ask. But, you know, it's like, I could do the, like, so tell me about your life growing up. Tell me how you got into the blues. You know, I could do all those typical questions, yeah. which I did some of them as well, you know. But um, I don't I understand what you're saying. It kind of being a little bit overwhelming. Um, just to know, this dude's a freaking legend. Well, it's, it's not even that. It's like we're like when it's one on one, me and Jimmy, and we both have a guitar in hand. That's fine. Well, that's different. We're, yeah. we're, we're talking like guitarists. Well, you know, we're talking we're talking like blues men. But like when it's just in the 
passing by Jimmy during the Bentonian Blues Festival, and God only knows what's on his mind or what he's trying to take care of, and we're passing by. It's like, hey, Jimmy. You know? <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> I mean, there's nothing to be said. Yeah, I think the thing that I was most disappointed about um, in that is I always wanted to see and meet R.L. Boyce. So I one-upped you because I didn't get to go down there to see him. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to get R.L. Boyce to come play Columbus Arts Council. So he is on February 11th um, because I dig R.L. Boyce, and he's also bringing Lightning Malcolm with him. Dude, so, those those two play <laughs> together. Oh, yeah. I've uh, seen Friday, videos. Friday yep. night mm-hmm. at the Bentonian Blues Festival, and that was the night that we played, and then they closed it that night. Oh, my God. Have you got something there? I know. I can't Because you know Lightning that. plays drums and plays guitar at the same time. Yeah, yeah. He's Because he's going to come out. He said, he said I'm going to get out there for about – And then RL's going to get out there. I'm going to get out there for about funky. 30 minutes, you know, and I'm going to play by myself, and then I'll introduce RL, and RL will come out and sit and play. And you'll, you'll never meet – uh, two more uh, humble human beings. I'm telling you, they're, oh, yeah. they're they're so down to earth. You know, I mean, like that generation of folk. You know, to, I mean, not so much Lightning Malcolm because I mean, I think he's my age. Um, but you know, R.L. Boyce and and all those guys, just humble as they could be. I mean, um, Leo Bud Welch. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, he was not in the best of health. He didn't communicate that well because he couldn't really hear. But like. Um, you know, to meeting uh, Super Chicken, um, all of those old blues men. I mean, they're just humble. I mean, that's where they come from. They don't. This this was not guaranteed to them. Think about that T-shirt you're wearing right now. Fat possum. Would records. some of them be even be known? Yeah. No, if it wasn't for no. that. No, if it wasn't for you know all kind of record labels that have come to you know um, Alligator Records. And think about what Dan Arbach do, is doing for the Bluefront Cafe and Dan uh, and Jimmy yes, Duncombs right now. whole Delta Cream records was recorded with Kenny Brown right there in the Bluefront. You know? <laughs> there you go. Yes. And so I mean, the, Kenny Brown of course and played there's a, for years with, there's with a Willie of, King and R.L. Burnside. There's a bit of preservation but it, it comes up to guys my age it's like we need to be taking our asses down to Bentonia and be like hey Jimmy teach, yeah. me, teach me how to play. Yeah. to Clarksville. You that's know, right. To, to, to that's because um, we we have to what? Yeah, never mind. We have to we have to preserve the blues. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. if 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 they don't get to pass it down, what the, it's gonna die. Yeah. It's gonna be stuck on a record on a shelf. Yeah, if it's even on a record, how many of those guys were never recorded? Right. How much know? of the hill country do we not know about? Exactly. Exactly. Who taught R.L.? Yeah. Who taught Cedric? Mm-hmm. How much of that do we not know? Yep. So. I mean, because this is a, it's not, I mean, Cedric is doing probably the best job of keeping this form of music alive um, as far as the hill country, because there's a whole different sound when you get down into the Delta. That's right. Um, not so much, but there is a hill country. It's that, that grooving beat, that dancing beat it's that, that they provide. It's that repetitive, it's that bass. That boom, repetitive boom, guitar boom, lick, boom, you know, boom, boom, boom. the same, because you can listen to a, to a, a damn R.L. Burnside record. And I mean, his guitar riff. Other than the occasional, he goes back and he's doing the same damn riff the whole six minutes you're listening to the song, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's what it is. It hooks you in there. It's kind of like techno music, you know. That's it. You get that that beats in there, and you just kind of like, yeah, all right, I get it, you know. That's one thing I like playing bass in a in a blues band is like because I've been the Groove Johnson shows like Matt and Philip. Mm-hmm. They're sick. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I love because I saw him at months in the middle. I, lo- I love the groove. Yeah, 
and then like I get an opportunity to like drop a dope ass bass line on it. Because <laughs> I mean that's what makes people move. Yo, yeah, that and the drums. Yeah, yeah. your backbeat. Yeah, for sure. Because it's all in the back, baby. It's percussion and that we're gonna put out the vibe here. That's what I yep. say. You know. I mean, just think about the doors as we were talking about earlier. Thinking about the doors. What got you? The damn that jazz drum beat, and then Ray Manzarek. He played the organ with his right hand, and his left hand was playing the bass on that little what the fuck ever that thing is that I've never seen ever used before. That's playing the bass lines. That's that. where I'm going with groove. Is like I won't like I'm working on the stand now. Lord of mercy, welcome to Columbus. We got a thunderstorm. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, Thought that was lightning, but damn. How <laughs> <I> damn. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like eventually it's like we're, I'm I'm setting the bass up on a loop, and then that'll free me up to play keys, and then like just to add like backing shit, you know, and just to build the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Build the sound. I'm so, I'm there. There's ooh, an, I'm so excited about. It. There there's an entire movie called Backbeat that's based around the original drummer for the uh, the, the Beatles. Doors. Oh, the Beatles. The Beatles. And Ringo. Yeah, no, no, he wasn't the original drummer. Stewart mm, something was the original thing but it's all talking about that backbeat that whole mm-hmm. you know the bass line and everything think about the majority of your songs you've got the guitar player sits down and I'm not a songwriter so I don't know this for a fact but I'm figuring you sit down to write a song you're writing it with an acoustic guitar you don't write the bass line you don't you've got it in your head but then you turn it over after you've got lyrics think you they build the song around where you started I want, and that's, you know the thing, I mean? that's the thing about it is like and and I and you know some of the people that's agreed to play with me on mm-hmm. the record that I want oh do. yes it's like yeah like I've got stuff floating around on the internet and you're right like when I write a song that's written on an acoustic guitar and then I share it with a bassist I trust and I share it with a lead guitarist I trust and I share it with a drummer that I trust mm-hmm. they have complete freedom yeah they build a song around what you mm-hmm. started at. But it's it's all around like what I... You got I, the backbone, but that's, they're putting a skin on the damn thing. That's it. You know? They're yeah. they going to flesh it out for yep. me. There you you're, go. You're flesh exactly it out. Perfect. You're exactly yep. right. Yeah. So... Um, that's something I've learned in my 31 years of radio. <laughs> and, and it's right. It's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, man, like, anything else to do? Like, uh, I, I feel like we're just getting started, but... Is, is there anywhere else you want to go? Well, we could crack another beer and talk about it on the patio. <laughs> yeah, let's let's take a break. Yeah. The blues got me even Make you hide And move the blue sky Ride the blue sky And we'll hide We'll hide Thank you. 
you ain't moving, baby. They pass you by. And if you ain't moving, baby, don't pass you by. Don't pass you by. back from a break we are back on the adjective animal and man we're both rotite fans here yes and so uh have you have you thought about this like just off the top of your head if you haven't is uh i've, I've heard a lot of sides of this argument and i don't I, I think the arguments are good with college athletes being endorsed like the quarterback for Alabama, mm-hmm. he has not even taken a snap, and he's right at like going to break a million dollars of endorsements. Really? Ain't even took yeah, a snap. Really. Wow. Now, granted, let, let me tell you this: Who have we chosen as our start? We cho- we're not chosen a starter oh, yet, yeah, not until yes. fall practice, right? No, I think that's I think it's pretty much in the liner. Because um, we got twenty four practices coming up, and I think that's the kind of time to let things be known. Because I mean, who was backing Mac up? Didn't he go too? Oh, he's gone. Yeah, yeah Matt yeah. Jones is gone. Well, no, I know Mac's gone, but I mean, didn't the guy who was backing him up last year go? No. Oh, okay. I don't remember the guy's name. I'm sorry. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. That's yeah. been announced. Okay. So Bryce Young has got over a, a million dollars in endorsements. Now, my That's thing so is so crazy, man. And so uh, my buddy's dad, he, uh, me and him were talking about it. He hates it. He's like. You know, the only people in college football who are going to get these big endorsements are quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. Maybe a star linebacker, defensive It ain't going to be the kicker. It ain't going to be a lineman. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. I mean, but, I mean, look who gets paid more money in the NFL. It's those players. It's not the lineman. It's not the the corner, you know? Well, I mean, yeah, but – and so here's my thought is like Bryce Young, and I'm not giving him advice and I don't care what he does, but you know what I would do if I was endorsed with a million dollars? The guys that are keeping me safe, allowing me to make those plays. Include them in the deal? I would part that money out. You get 200000 you get 200000 you get 200000 you get 200000 Yeah, but, I mean, you've lived life a little longer than these, you know, 17-, 18-year-old kids. Now think about a 17-, 18-year-old kid and how uh, pissed off – they'll be about that. Do you think they'll have the head mentality to be like, I don't think I'll block for this guy. You know, I mean, you might have a point there. 
you really might have a point there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so my goal is that for, bougie some bitch. I ain't blocking for yeah, him. Yeah, be like, dude, just got a million dollars. No, but you know, I mean, ultimately, I mean, on on the field at Alabama. But you got to think Nick Saban. Nick Saban, you you go, you gonna block for Nick Saban? You're gonna block for the team because he ain't gonna have it no other way. He's gonna pull your ass off the field because we gotta win. So yeah, yeah. So there's no ifs, ands, or buts there. But my idea is, and I want to, I want to, I'm, I'm looking into uh, the female sports as well. I was thinking, um, I wanted to reach out to the Alabama athletic program and be like, I wanted you to should sponsor. reach out to the um, Druid City Dames. Well, those those aren't collegiate athletes. Well, I mean, I, mean, I would love f- to have f- them on female the show. Sports. <laughs> love to have them on, love them have the show on the show, and I wouldn't mind endorsing and sponsoring that at all. I, I would, well, awesome. I would, I would, we I just love sold that a sponsorship. Idea. Yay. I would love. I would, I would love that. Yeah, because I mean, you know, I'm just thinking about getting sports talk out in more ways, and what better way than be like, we talk about sports on the show. We love sports. Yeah. MSU just won a national championship in baseball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what I'm thinking is, reaching out to these athletic programs, be like, look, I would love to endorse an athlete. Now I can't do a whole lot, but I would like to do something. Sure. So. Uh, whether it's a left guard from Mississippi State or from Alabama, and then when you look to women's sports, because I want to, I want to endorse a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. And so, if it's softball or women's basketball or whatever volleyball, whatever they have going on, and be like, that is our porch talk athlete. They come on the show, um, not only talk about like what they do um, in their position in that sport. But also talk about why they're going to school and what they want to do in the world. Yeah. And then everybody in the Porch Talk community be like, "That's the Porch Talk athlete." Yeah, yeah, I, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know that guy. That'd be cool. You yeah. know. And it's it's just another way for like Porch Talk to like, and I hate to think about like Porch Talk as like a, a vine or like something that's just kind of taken over. But like, I want to get more into sports. You don't want to think about it like that? I mean, why would I mean, you not, man? Branch out in any way you possibly that, can. And that's just it. It's like, there's you know? nothing wrong with that. Because those people that and love I'm paying soft, it. Alabama softball might listen to Porch Talk when we're talking about beer and music. You and, know? And exactly it. That's and, another and, and I'm year. doing a whole lot of work for my music buddies there at that you point. Go. You know? There you go. Yeah. We're, we're connecting all words, sure. worlds. And, uh, that, and that's something that I'm passionate about is like, I love Alabama softball, I love Alabama football. I like Mississippi State baseball. You know, mm-hmm. I like. I don't have any qualms with Mississippi State. It's like little baby Bama, the, the little engine that could. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it, I mean, and it did. So. Yeah, I mean that's totally cool, man. And like, I totally got you hooked up. Anytime you're ready to go interview any of the Druid City Dames, just let me know. We can make that shit happen in a heartbeat. Yeah. And I could. And I, think I mean, that, I'm their announcer, so I could be there with that, you to. I, and I would love for you talk to talk roller derby that. with you. You know, because I mean, I'm I'm not the most in depth with uh, roller derby, and so I mean, that would be a great co-host. You know, yeah. Because a lot of I'm not. I've lived here in Alabama, like down on the coast. Yeah, for some of my adult life, but like I've been here my whole life, and I never heard about roller derby till you and I started hanging out. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like what? Yeah, the and heck? I've been about, I've been a part of it for about twelve, going on thirteen years See, now. Yeah. And that's with like, the tragic you know? tragic city rollers and druid city dames. Yeah, so yeah, man. I mean, that would I could we got that hooked up. Let's move on. Uh, yeah. So, so let's talk about other like athletes and things like that. So you got somebody in mind who you'd really like to? I, I would like to look at the roster, and also I don't know if it's something that I would commit to this season. Um, like I would like to build funds. Like I've got a 
I've got a lot of money in this record right now, so I don't have a sure. whole lot of porch talk funds to do anything else. Yeah, and on top of that, here's something interesting: is uh, this is an all boys album, our first porch talk vinyl. That's just happened to be the way that porch mm-hmm. talk listeners voted. So the second album that's porch talk. So the first one, this one that we're putting out is what's our tagline for opening up the show? Welcome you to porch talk. Mm-hmm. That's album one. Yeah. So album two is um, it's going to be all girls. So you're talking Sarah Lee Langford. You're talking about Katie Mulville. Katie, yeah. You're talking Soren Bryce. You're talking, I mean. Fingers crossed, Sarah Shook. Possibly, you know. I'd have to work it out with that record label, and maybe they won't be a dick like some record labels uh, <laughs> of the past. <clears throat> and she's so, moved labels. She's no longer right, on Right, she's on uh, Dirty, 30 Tiger. Yeah, 30 Tigers, yeah, which so. puts out uh, Lucero Records, so. Might be a good plug in the future. Old tide there. Future, so. If you ever have Lucero on the show, if you do not invite me, you are dead to me. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably like, I wouldn't even be on that episode. I'd just like, oh, this is Shane. This is, uh, we're going to let him go. I'm just going to be a fly on the wall here. Oh, goodness. But, uh, so that, that's going to be the second Porsche Salt Vinyl, but I'm already working on, uh, there are, Three, there's uh, two country type guys, and not like pop country, that want to record with me. And then there is a band that wants to record with me. And so, like, we might be looking at a label. There you go. <laughs> so, were, were you able to sweet talk your buddies over at Cornelius Chapel at putting out this record? I didn't even talk to them, buddy. Why not? I didn't even reach out to it, and I should. Fuck, call them up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, got an opportunity for you here. Did you? Congrats to Les Snoop. Did you see he got married? Mm-hmm. Props to him. I sure did. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely should be like, hey guys, what's up? Yeah. What's up, Don't man? be ashamed. All I can say is no. Yeah. It's like, hey, I got this record. I've done all the work. Yeah. Oh yeah. You want to help me with distribution? <laughs> you know. What's so crazy is I don't think we need a lot of help. There's, I mean, there's a lot of hype on it, and there's only 300 press. Well, one of them some bitches better have my name on it. <laughs> it, 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 most, it most certainly does. It most certainly For does. sure. Man, and I thought that was so, like, you put out that picture on Facebook with Abe doing the, because you told me he was going to do the artwork, yeah. but when I saw it, I was like, holy shit, there's no way I would ever look at that weird-looking creature on the cover of that thing and not know that was Alan, you know? I was like, that is so freaking cool. Like, I know somebody, and granted, I think he's done people in the past, like yeah. he did a Johnny Cash or whatever, or somebody, then I, I I didn't know them personally, but like, I knew who it was. It's like, holy shit, that's Alan. Yeah. Abe Partridge, it's like, now I'm thinking, what can I do in radio to... For Abe to do me a picture of me, you know. Well, maybe that'll come when y'all meet at the art council, you know. It's like, you know, the first thing he said to me when he showed it to me. What's that? I hope you didn't mind. I painted you blue. <laughs> and I was like, hey, well, sometimes I feel like that, Abe. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I thought the whole thing with like me. He's like, when we were talking about um, what the vinyl art would look like, because. Um, I con I didn't contact Abe about the vinyl art. Uh, I contacted Abe about how do I press a vinyl. Yeah, and you know he put me on like different record companies that would press it and how to go about it. And he's like, "What are you going to do for album art?" And you know while we were on the phone, I asked him is uh, I wanted that cut of Black Flag T-shirt lament that I recorded God, with you great in your song. garage. Uh, I wanted to use that on the record. Yeah, you can use it. Who are you using to uh, 
do the vinyl art. And I was like, I haven't even gotten that far yet, Abe. Let me do it. <laughs> and I was like, so, I mean, what, what, do you, what do you think? Well, I just noticed. So I, I subscribe, at being in radio, to this thing called Play MPE, where we get a lot of our big songs. He just did the album art for another artist that popped up That's on right. there the other day. That's right. I was like, what the fuck? That's, I know that artwork. There's no mistaking no, no, Abe Partridge's artwork. Like you, you know Abe Partridge's yeah, art. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forget who the person was. I think it was a country song, and it's not going to be played on indies only, but... Absolutely. So, I mean, like, it's so incredible seeing, um, since I've known him. You know how I found A. Partridge? How's that? Um, Somebody told you about his songwriting, I'm sure. It was a podcast. Um, God forgive me. Um, I'm blanking on the name. Give me, hold tight. Holding tight. I know the name of the podcast, but I want to say his name. And I'll tell you how far back, and it's so weird how shit happens. Farrell Gibbs. Farrell Gibbs lived down in Mobile, Alabama for a time, and uh, he was cutting teeth and songwriting. Farrell Gibbs is a good musician, but he's a better podcaster. Mm-hmm. And he started a podcast called Unhand the Monster. He had Ross Newell. That's how I knew Ross Newell before yep, he came yep. to the Sunstroke House. Yep. Now, when... Ross and I sat down and talked after we did our interview at the uh, Sunstroke House. He's like, you spend a lot of time with podcasts? I was like, yeah. He's like, spend a lot of time with Farrell Gibbs. Farrell Gibbs is doing things. That's how I found Abe Partridge. Unhand the monster. And he done a... Farrell Gibbs does nothing but great work. If you want to listen to someone do a great interview, yeah, listen to Farrell Gibbs. And me. And you. <laughs> Just kidding. And me. <laughs> yeah, and us, and yeah. us. Yes, yeah. I should have said us, and not me. So, um, yeah, that's how, that's how I found Abe Partridge. And then one night, I think it was after Untapping Vinyl. Was, you know how it is. You get a little buzz going and be like, I'm going to get on social media, and I'm going to write Abe Partridge. Hell yeah. And I wrote him, and he wrote back, and like, pandemic. Abe ain't doing nothing. And uh, <laughs> I drove down to Abe's house. We sat down and done an interview, and him and I have been like... On the front porch, right? In his garage. In his garage, yeah. And uh, me and him have been working together ever since. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And, Dude's uh, cool. I can't wait to have him at the Arts Council. Love um, Abe, man. Live He's salt to the earth, man. You know. Abe's a, a jam-up guy. Yeah. Um, I, I don't... Like, Mobile is such a weird music scene to me, and there's a lot to be said uh, there. But And I, I think I'll... I think I'll digress because I don't want to. It's not anything bad. It's you're just, gonna make us all cry, dude. No, it's it's the same thing that could be said about any music scene uh, in any town that has a scene. It's like I don't understand how you can have something of that caliber and not care more. Sure, that can be said about a whole lot of places. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I agree totally with you there. Um, when I look at some of these artists that come through Indies Only and I think about how they're the only band I've ever heard of from this place, you know? Mm-hmm. How is that? No. That's a thriving music scene. They just happen to break through somehow through a connection or whatever. There's so much more probably being done there that... And you said it earlier and I always thought it was like the most perfect band name. I don't know how they found me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That, and I'm playing this band now that I want to bring everybody's attention to that I think is pretty fantastic, called A Great Big Pile of Leaves. Okay. 
<laughs> I think that's a better band name than I don't know how, but they found me. But these guys are fucking phenomenal. Check them out. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll end on that, right? We'll do anything else to do. Anything no, to man, I'm good, subtract, man. Dude. Hey, right. cheers, man. A great big pile of leaves. And I want to tell you, there's um, we, we've been friends on social media for a little while. Um, her name is, she goes by Cat Bells. All one word, Cat Bells. She put out a three-song EP that I think is absolutely fantastic. So check out that Cat Bells EP when you get a chance, however you consume your music. One last thing is, like, dude, you're getting married and you got you got somebody playing at your wedding? I got Taylor Hollingsworth. You know, as a matter how of about, fact. How about that? <clears throat> all right, so I'm my, my fiance. And we didn't even mention the third chairs as if we my, don't have yes, to because he, right came, because he already came. Yes, but it's still as honorary Wasn't chair. Wasn't that episode dope? That was a great episode. That was a fantastic episode. We was fired on all cylinders yes, that day. Yes. I mean, we talk about everything from dogs to music. Yeah. But, uh, and beer. Um, but no, I'm getting married, and um, it was kind of funny because my fiance is widowed. I'm divorced. Really, I never gave two shits to ever think about getting married again. Well, one day I told her, I said, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think I'd really mind being married to you. She was like, well, then let's do it. I'm like, okay. And so she's off doing the thing out of town for a month. Mm-hmm. So she's off. And one night, I'm just like, I'm drinking. And I just text Taylor. I was like, hey, will you play my wedding if I have one? He's like, sure. What date? <laughs> and I'm like, well, we were thinking about October. And he goes, well, I'm available October 23rd. And I'm like, I text her and I'm like, you hey. Plan, you plan your wedding like, around like, hey, this? <laughs> Taylor Hollingsworth is available to play our wedding on October 23rd. And she goes, well, I guess that's when we're getting married. So that's that was That's so wild. <laughs> I love that, man. So, yeah. And then when we went to. When Two we're, music lovers, man. Yeah, man. Because you know. she was over there with us for the, uh, the at Druid City Brewing Company for the Taylor interview. The Blip um, Show. And by the way, wasn't that a dope show? Man, fuck, that was great. But um, she she told him she was like she was like can you bring your wife with you because she loves Dead Fingers she loves Taylor Hollingsworth but she really loves it when when Katie joins in oh, and yeah. stuff so Katie's yeah. great have yeah. you met Katie I have yeah. yeah one time one time sweet so uh-huh. yeah I, I I met her kind of in passing uh, and it was the and we're supposed to be closing here we are storytelling that's but, all right man that's uh, it's your podcast. You can do whatever the fuck you want to. You damn right, I can. <laughs> and so uh, it was. Uh, it was the weirdest night in Birmingham. It was a show at Avondale. It was Will Stewart and uh, Taylor Hollinsworth. They were uh, sharing a set, and uh, which we talked about during the interview we did. The other we, day. we we yeah, did little, we did. And uh, you know, I was I was sitting backstage or back toward the green room at Avondale, and I was I had everything set up. I was interviewing Will Stewart. And, um, you know, I'm walking back toward the green room, and I'm getting set up right outside the green room. Like, there's a little sitting area mm-hmm. in that building. I don't know how familiar you are with Avondale. I've been there for several shows, but, but I don't you know, you know where You know where you get your beer? Yeah. All right, so the green room is that building back behind where you get your beer. At the far end of the property? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's not backstage. It's like... Got you. Yeah, yeah. Back straight, in front Straight out in front of the stage. That's right. Yeah, yeah, way. Yeah. So I'm back there getting set up, and, um, like, I got everything set up, and I'm, like, wheel sound checking on stage, and so I'm walking out, and I bump into Taylor. He's like, what are you doing back here? I was like, about to interview Will. What's, what's going on with you? You know? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, it's good to see you. Glad you came out. So, uh... Will's on the stage, and like I signal to Will that I'm ready, and he can come on back whenever. And um, we do the interview, and 
Uh, Will's playing. He opens up, you know, and Will or Taylor and uh, Katie are just kind of laid out on the Astro turf at Avondale, just chilling. Yeah. And um, I spoke a few words, man. Uh, great human beings. Can't can't say enough about uh, good friend Taylor Hollinsworth and uh, Katie. Uh, Soldierly are people. Love them. So glad they're playing the wedding, man. I, I've well, at least, I, at I least have, he is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if she's going to join. I have the I have the utmost utmost respect for uh, Taylor Hollins. I mean, I'll, I'll run sound for him as I do with every um, Sunstroke show that I can. I don't think he should. I think he should let me. I sure wouldn't. I don't think he should be doing any kind okay, of work. Okay, well then you can do that. But hopefully you'll set up two microphones. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and I'm not talking about for you. Fine. Maybe three. Maybe you Fire. play bass with him. <laughs> Now, I had a chance to, um, years ago, we used to do this thing. Bo Hicks started it in Tuscaloosa called uh, Tuscaloosa Get Up. Mm-hmm. He did Get Up 1 and Get Up 2, but he also did the Birmingham Get Up 1 and Get Up 2, which benefited his sister's horse um, rescue ranch. Oh, okay. I was about to say where did Get Up come from. Yeah, yeah. And so, I don't know. I, I, maybe that's where it came from, but I think the Tuscaloosa Get Up was first. Um, Dexatines, Alabama Shakes. Um, mm-hmm. Lee Baines the third in the Glory Fires was the first show. Second show, shout was, out to Lee Baines. Yes, second show was Alabama Shakes, uh, St. Paul and the Broken Bones, and um, Doc Daly and Magnolia Devil. But she, he did a Birmingham show, and the the second one he did, we were in the little, um, I guess it's like a almost like a like airplane hangar kind of thing where the stage kind of is at the bottom of the thing. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, and so Dead Fingers played that day. Yeah, with Golden Monica and some other bands. It was really cool. cool so something cool, cool to walk out the door on is, uh, as they're right now, I'm working on more dates, and I'm trying to get everything booked, and I'm trying to make sure like the people on the record can do it. But as of right now, we have two album release parties for when the record comes out. We'll have one at Munson Brothers. Mm-hmm. We'll have another at Druid City Brewin. Thank you, Bo Hicks. Love you, Bo. Roll Tide. And... Um, I'm trying for Birmingham, Athens, Georgia, Mobile, and um, Memphis. Just because, like, that is a great uh, collection of like where most of these musicians. Yeah, are from. yeah. Well, that's very cool, man. And and just to give everyone an opportunity, and I, I expect to sell most of the records in. Like, I, I like by the time we get everything printed to press. You'll and probably we'll, end up printing and, and more records, dude. I, th- I think we'll do reprints. Yeah. I, I, you, probably the first two shows, you'll probably sell out of them. I, if they know it's I, limited edition. It's, it's fucking limited as shit. Yeah. And, and by the way, like Canada, Robert Conley Farr, mm-hmm. are you familiar? Yeah. Oh, yes. Most yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played him on Indies Only. Yes. So he's up in Vancouver right now, and he's like, you know, I press records too, and he's on the record. Mm-hmm. Like He closes out side A. And he's like, you know, I press records in Canada. And I was like, that's interesting. Oh, shit. And then I had a friend of mine from the UK. I was like, I want to press some of them poor star records. And I was like, the only thing about that that I don't like is like... Some kind of trade laws or some shit? No, it's nothing like that. And it's not even like... I have a little bit of qualms about intellectual property. But like my qualm is... I don't mind you printing those records and you getting your money. And I'm not necessarily worried about my money... But I'm more worried about the people on that record being compensated for that work because I've pledged, even though everyone on the record doesn't care about money, they just want it to exist, sure. that everyone be compensated fairly yes, and everything be paid forward. That, that is my thing. It's sure. Like, yeah, yeah. As a label. Good on you. 
as a label, like future label or whatever this is to be, is like, I am not going to shit on you. I'm not going to take advantage of you like all these other cogs in the music industry. Yeah. It's like, I want to do right, and I want, I, want you to, I want you to trust me, and I want you to work with me again because I'm doing it for the love of music. I'm not doing it for my pocketbook. Yeah. I just want people to know. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally get you. So that's why you ought to talk with Cornelius Chapel and get them to put it out. Then they can talk with all those people <laughs> about having it done. I mean, uh, it's no issue on getting it put out. But, like, I mean, you know, I've, I've got you trying to do the uh, the artwork and to try to figure out, like, I had this heart attack yesterday. And, like, we're 15 minutes over trying to cut shit out. But I had this heart attack as I was pulling out, like, records. Because Sunday I, like, listen to vinyls. And so, like, I'm going... And then I noticed there's stickers on the middle of the vinyl, right? Yeah. You hadn't thought about the stickers? I haven't thought about the label. And I was like, <laughs> what are we going to do to side A, side B? And then I like, I call Abe and I'm freaking out. And I was like, there's a whole lot about this album art shit that I, I, I don't understand. Like, help me out, dude. And he's like, oh, yeah, you, you really got to read and read well. He's like, but the thing about Got a Groove out of Cleveland, that's the guys I'm using to press it. He's like... They won't press something that you don't think is. They don't think is what you want, so they'll contact you. Yeah, but he's well, like, cool. you need to have your shit together, and he's like, either you need to sit down and read that fine print, or you need to go ahead and get ready to pay somebody to do it right. And I was like, that shit's like Chinese to me, so I'm probably gonna be paying somebody. Yeah. <laughs> but I. I I really love the the idea of like I would love for Cornelius to get involved if they would like to get involved and if Port Salt turns into some kind of label it's like it's not anything that I would want to rival Cornelius or dial back if sure. anything I would like to collaborate and I would like all of us to like work together I'm sure they would appreciate just another entity out there in the south putting out great fucking records there you go you know i don't think that would be an and issue. plus i'm not i'm not stepping anybody's line because i'm doing like live, you're doing your own thing just it's like live records it's live records yeah but i mean you, but even if you did start at your own label i mean you're doing your own thing just like they did yeah you're trying to make your money and get these bands heard and that's what they're there for they want this music to be heard yeah. that's why they put out you know the blips record because they want it to be heard you know, so what if you find somebody else first? You know, you, you know, stepping it, on it, nobody's toes. Yeah, nobody would. Yeah. Get... Oh damn! Sorry, <laughs> not... the that, cat is that, playing. That was not lightning. That's our new yes, mascot. That was Elvis playing with the cord, and I went to get him off the cord because he was rattling the microphone. Stop looking <laughs> for another cord. I right, do. Let's wrap up. Let's get out All of right, here, right? Dude, peace, uh, man. Till next time, man. That's it. Much love. Much love. We're out of here. Row tide.
Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.